So let's, let's say a, um, a quick prayer. Please say a prayer for me. This is my first time uh, preaching in a church. Um, I've preached to my kids before, preached to my wife before, preached to my friends before. Um, <laughs> never preached at church before. So um, anyway, let's uh, say a prayer, please, real quick. Dear Lord, we just uh, thank you for the, the church, the body. Um, this is an amazing church that you've blessed so much, Lord. And we just uh, ask, that, ask that you bless my words today. And I just pray that they speak to people. And um, just, it's just, I want it to all be you. In Jesus' name, amen. So this uh, last song, Jesus is Coming Soon, Throwing Crowns at Feet, kind of made me think, because it kind of goes along with my sermon, um, are we going to have any crowns to throw at his feet? Uh, I mean, have we been diligent in actually earning those crowns while we're here? So the question I have is, for myself and for you guys, is are you a good and faithful servant, or are you a wicked and lazy slave? So that's kind of my sermon today. And up until probably four years ago, I was a wicked and lazy slave, I would say. Um, so I'm going to start my sermon now. Uh, so do you want to grow in your faith? Do you want to bear fruit? Do you want to play in the game instead of sitting on the bench? So what if I told you there are three little things you could do, just three things, take about four hours a week, that's 34.29 minutes a day, and you couldn't help but grow, bear fruit, and get in the game. So now I'm not saying you'll be a starter or even second string. But even just a few minutes in the game feels amazing. And once you taste it, you want more. So now I don't care if you're 15 or 150. Look at Moses. He was 80 when he led the Israelites out of Egypt. That's pretty amazing. It took him like 40 years in the, in the desert and to go back to Egypt before he was ready. Right, God can put you in as a starter at any age if you put in the work and the practice. So what are the three things you can get to do to get in the game? Paul loved the game. Oh, I don't have my, bear with me here. I don't have my scriptures up. Sorry about not having notes today. I was going to, but I had a little miscommunication on Wednesday night service. Um, so in the future, I will if you ever see me again, if you don't hate me. <laughs> All right, so do you not know that those who run in a race, okay, Paul, um, 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize? So run in such a way that you may win. Everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. They then do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. Therefore, I run in such a way as not without aim. I box in such a way as not beating the air, but I dis discipline my body and make it my slave. So that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. That one is one of uh, Pastor D's leadership uh, verses. It's like the first one I think he tells us to memorize. Um, I should have it memorized better, but um, so doesn't that sound awesome? How can Paul not motivate you with that? It motivates me. So I'm 46 years old, and up until about four years ago, I was a miserable excuse for a Christian. That's when I started going to Jefferson Baptist Church. I'd been telling myself I was a decent Christian all my life. Yet, I looked at my life and saw a mess. Divorced twice, lost all my businesses, one son wouldn't talk to me. Wow, if I was a Christian, you sure couldn't tell by looking at me. That's for sure. 
I was a miserable, lazy, selfish, pathetic excuse for a Christian. I had virtually no fruit. Fast forward four years, because of this church, this body, meeting D, Pastor D. Um, uh, fast forward four years, I'm part of men's ministry leadership, JBC. I took on Saturday men's breakfast. I volunteer a bunch with men's ministry, of course. Um, and what's crazy is our business is becoming so successful and efficient, I have tons of time to give and more money to give as well. I'm here giving a sermon too. So I never thought I'd be here four years ago, I'll tell you that much. My faith has grown so much, I have more joy in my life than I've ever had, and it's based off of God. I'm not just, it's not just happiness, you know? It's crazy. The difference is amazing. There's a huge difference between happiness and joy. Um, joy comes from God only. Happiness is, you know, I can be happy, happy birthday, I can get, I get a car, I'm happy for a few minutes. Uh, that's, not, that's not joy. So, um, so, what changed? Me going to church? No, I got in the church most of my life, pretty regularly. I'd also read my Bible off and on a lot over the years. Prayed a decent amount too. I prayed a lot actually, especially because my life was so miserable. I had so many problems in my life. I was praying constantly. Like, God, why? 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 So, um, praying for the wrong reasons. So what had I done wrong? I was still an infant in Christ, sucking on my thumb in my early 40s. I realized that Hebrews 5.12 was talking about me. In the future, I'll have a better system for this. So thanks for bearing with me. So for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you have need again for someone to teach you the elementary principles of the oracles of God and to have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness, for he is an infant. So I was a little baby, crying a lot, believe me, crying a lot. So, boom. So what changed four years ago? I met Dee. He taught me the secret of spiritual growth and how to make fruit. I think his, he's mentioned these three things a few times at church. I've, I think I've heard them a few times. I don't know about you guys. So here's the secret. So read your Bible every day for 10 minutes. Romans 12, 1 through, 12, 2. Boom, boom. Yeah, this is ridiculous. I got to do a better job next time. So 12, 2. Um, and do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. So pray 10 minutes every day. Not sure how to pray? Well, let's think about, uh, let's ask Jesus, the Son of God. He might know how to pray, right? So how did he pray? Pray then in this way. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Not my will, thy will. Um, on earth as it is in heaven. But forgive us our debts as we forgive others our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. I actually recently listened to an Andy Stanley podcast. If you listen to the podcast at all, I'm not sure. But if you do, uh, listen to Andy Stanley. The guy is amazing. His church, um, I can't remember the name of the church. Just Google it. Um, podcast, Breaking Down the Lord's Prayer. And it changed the way I pray. It just, it, it's, it's amazing. I, I didn't realize I was just praying these simple, like, American prayers. Like, help me find my keys or something like that. And like, uh, what, you know, is that, is that really what prayer is for? Yes, you can pray for that. That's great and all, but... Um, that's not what prayer is about. It's, it's about aligning ourselves with God's will and coming to Him and submitting. So that's kind of the thing that I realized recently. 
Anyway, um, that was a really recent, like last week revelation almost. Um, so, this, and this one's huge. Number three, meet with a small group of believers outside of regular service. So regular service is great. That's awesome. But until I got plugged into an actual group of guys, um, I'm in an accountability group. Um, I'm in a, a weekly Bible study. Um, I meet with older mentors in church to uh, get advice from them as well. So Hebrews 10, 24, 25 and let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but to encouraging one another, and the more as you see the day drawing near. So I think we're seeing the day drawing near. I mean, look at the last two years, right? So the day is drawing near, so let's not forsake gathering together. And like I said, this is great, but small groups, that changed my life. That, like, that meeting with guys on a regular basis, having mentors, keeping me accountable, I mean, it's totally rocked my world, changed my life. Um, Proverbs 19, 20, number six. Listen to counsel and accept discipline that you may be wise in the rest of your days. Many plans are in the man's heart, but the counsel of the Lord will stand. So we all have heard from Pastor D what we need to do to grow. If you do these three things, you won't be able to help it. You will have to grow. The key is consistency. Every day, every day, every day, like D always says. So what motivates me to bear fruit? Why should I? I'm going to heaven, right? We're all going to heaven, right? We're all Christians going to heaven. So why should I work at bearing fruit? What's the point of that? Why? Um, how about a healthy fear of the Lord? I actually get a bit stressed out sometimes that I'm not doing enough still. I'm going to leave you with a few verses that, will, that motivate me. They're meant to make you a little bit uncomfortable, but also motivate you. So here we go. I'm going to run them down. You want to... Uh, have a little fear of the Lord. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So don't be a fool. We want to be wise, right? I want to be wise. I was a fool most of my life. All right, uh, Proverbs 19.23. Nope. Second, actually, yeah, Proverbs 19.23. For we must all appear before the... Nope. The fear of the Lord is, is... For the fear of the Lord leads to life so that one may sleep satisfied, untouched by evil. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5.10 For we must all be, uh, appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may be recompensed for his deeds in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Good or bad. Not just good. All right, so the, in the parable of the talents, the master, Jesus, our king, calls the slave wicked and lazy for wasting his talents. But to the slave that gained more than he was given, he said to them, well done, good and faithful servant. You, I, uh, you've been faithful in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. So, Matthew 25, 29, 30. For to everyone who has more, more shall be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has, does not have, even what he has will be taken away. Throw out the worthless slave into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So which slave do you want to be? How awesome would it be to have Jesus say to you, well done, good and faithful servant. You have finished well. Up until four years ago, I, I, I wouldn't have said that. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have heard that from Jesus. If I would have died four years ago, I guarantee you, he would have called me a wicked and lazy slave. So 
I'll ask you again. What would Jesus say to you if you were called home today? Well done, good and faithful servant. Or are you wicked and lazy slave? The good news is you can start today if you think you'd be called wicked and lazy slave. You can change it like that. And, and God will start working with you. He'll work with you. He'll meet you there. So that's my sermon. I hope it was okay. Um, so let's pray again. <laughs> Dear Lord, we just uh, thank you for this awesome time together and this fellowship, Lord, and the, this body of uh, Jefferson Baptist Church and just the blessing you've put upon it, Lord. We just ask you that uh, you motivate us this week to read our Bibles, to pray, to gather together, and to do your work and to create more fruit. In Jesus' name, amen.